Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas. Whatever the modality, whatever the circumstances, God is good all the time and all the time, God is good. My name is Anne Eustace and I'm a member of the St. John Faith community for some 20 years now. My vocational journey has been varied, but I've been called for the last 22 years to be a teacher educator at a local university. I'm someone who teaches others how to teach. This morning, I volunteered to give our message as a gift to Dan and because I love the text for this morning. It fits very well into my personal and to our corporate faith journey. Listen as I read now from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming he was in the group of travelers, they went ahead a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and at his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. And he said to them, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. Thanks be to God. I'll let you know that the working title for my message today is what adults might learn if they really listen to children or the subtitle how the casting of Jesus would have fit the original script for Home Alone. So in the following years, um, after his initial presentation at the temple, the Simeon and Anna story, Jesus no doubt accompanied his parents on their annual pilgrim, pilgrimages to there. And since they were very pious, we can assume that they traveled to the temple for the three major festivals or feasts every year. And this was to fulfill what scripture said, the Israelites were commanded to do, and that comes from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16. For seven days, celebrate the feast to the Lord, your God at the place the Lord will choose. For the Lord your God will bless you in all your harvest and in all the work of your hands, and your joy will be complete. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord has called and has the way the Lord, your Lord has blessed you. So we can see evidence of Mary and Joseph's devotion in today's gospel account. 
For Jesus, at just 12 years of age, had accompanied his parents to Jerusalem for the Passover. I looked it up, and it's about a 100-mile journey. When his parents departed for Nazareth, unknown to them, Jesus remained behind in the temple area. After they had traveled for a whole day, they realized that Jesus was not in their family group. Remember, these are very large extended families or oikoses. So Mary and Joseph were not neglectful parents. In their culture, in that community, uh, looking out for everybody's kids was a community effort. So Mary and Joseph hurried back to Jerusalem and began to search for the boy. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting and discussing spiritual truths with the teachers. He was both asking them questions and also answering their questions. All who heard him were amazed. When he was later scolded by his mother for his actions, Jesus replied, didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? That's from verse 49. What I hear in these accounts, um, is that Jesus is saying, I need to be home alone. Perhaps the Kevin McAllister character in the plot from the 90, 1990 classic film could have been inspired by this account. But rather than fending off burglars, the 12-year-old Jesus is very comfortable. He's at ease with talking with strangers, the appointed teachers in the temple. And this Socratic seminar style of teaching and learning is highly effective both then and now. Um, a point of difference for me would be noting who are the students and who are the teachers in the gospel account, because I'm struck by the importance that Jesus is both listening to them and also asking them questions, as well as he is answering their questions. <clears throat> This may seem like um, it's not like an old school traditional teaching approach that we might know where in a formal setting, only the student would be asked the questions or tested. Uh, but the approach in this passage is much more reciprocal and it's in pointing, it's pointing out that they understand the importance of teaching for learning and that there has to be that dialogue. So, if we were in our church right now, and I'm sorry that we're not, I wanted to have us all look and connect with the text through the visual, uh, the actual beautiful art of our stained glass windows. As you know, I usually sit near one of the one that has Jesus in the temple. And in it, each of the teachers seem to be approaching his authority, wisdom, and knowledge very differently with various degrees of readiness to hear. But our scripture notes that all those who heard him were amazed and God does help us to have those ears to hear. In my own earthly parenting and in my teaching, I try to have no regrets. However, I do have a few and I need to speak into three of those and let you know I am trying to do better. The first is when um, we're engaging with another, whomever it is, I need to always assume goodwill. With this assumption from the outset, 
a true relationship is at least possible. My second learning from a regret is that I need to always remember that we were created with only one mouth and two ears. Jesus revealed to us a great order of operation, if you will, with our lesson today. First, he sits and I believe allows the necessary time that is needed. Just sits, he's being, then he listens, and then he asks questions. It seems to me that there's a genuine dialogue and mutual respect as well as mutual accountability. And I believe that in that model, there is much for us to ponder. My final regret is that I did not adopt a more Mary-like approach to my parenting. We see in today's reading that both she and Joseph are getting really anxious when they can't find their boy. And they seem mistreated to feel mistreated. And both these emotions are quite relatable. Both of them reflect our feeble and our limited understanding, our human condition. But in their case, their child was also fully divine. So they would have been incapable of ever fully understanding. Yet, Mary's committed to growing and changing, even with only a partial understanding. We read that Jesus returns with them to Nazareth for now, and in today's text points out, uh, points out that he's obedient as well. The verse 51 reads, then he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and he was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. I'm reminded of our lectionary readings earlier this week when we focused on the Annunciation and the Song of Mary in Luke chapter one. Mary is both humble and she knows the Lord has great things in store for her. Verse 38, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Or in the New Living Translation, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said to me and said about me come true. Like all followers, Mary gets that we are to serve. She advises us to let go and to let God. A very important mantra to me this day, even so. Believe me, this is so much easier for me to say than to do. Because I'm of a certain age and I grew up on the Gulf Coast of Florida, my childhood was vastly different than what it is for many today. I had admittedly a lot of freedom, but I don't believe it would have taken 24 hours for my folks to notice that I was missing. I might've come close. I was called in every night for dinner time, but we would have been on a boat or on a bike or in a ditch exploring until right about that time. Seems to me American parenting has changed quite a bit since uh, that glorious youth of mine. In my two decades in higher education, I've witnessed firsthand the challenges of the so-called helicopter parenting to the point at times of wondering who was getting the uh, bachelor's degree, my uh, parent or my student. But in our own personal experience, my husband and I 
bought into the requisite play groups, arranged play dates, and excessive monitoring of our own child. Mind you, my husband was the one out playing in the ditches with me while growing up in Florida. But in our own parenting experience, it seemed that we could let our anxiety and our worry drive almost all of our decisions. I believe we could have benefited richly from hindsight. Part of that hindsight for me has come in the reading and learning of two recent works. Um, I'm reading The Gift of Failure by Jessica LaHaye, and I'm now reading Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Strangers. In LaHaye's work, it's a 2015 parenting bestseller. She speaks of the resilience and the grit that comes from at first failing. When we do something for the first time, it's almost always a failure. It doesn't mean that there was anything wrong with our effort or that we're bad at it. Rather, it means that we just didn't know what to expect and we need to learn from the experience so that we can improve. These are sage words that I apply when giving myself much needed grace as, um, as well um, as when I'm parenting and teaching. And Gladwell's 2019 work, Talking to Strangers, points out that miscommunication and the all too often tragedy that come from it, is an, it's inevitable without a, an attempt to first understand the other and to put aside our initial assumptions about the other's bad intentions. Jesus showed us a great example of that. In the temple, he knew what he was doing and why he was doing it in his life and all his teachings, the same things happened. He knew the way because he is the way. So I believe we need to learn from Mary and Joseph's example in what we read about today. I know that we need to learn from our heavenly father who seems to give us a ton of leeway yet always welcomes us back when we are ready to repent and to obey. As Jesus, uh, the way, the truth, and the life teaches us later in his ministry, he says the kingdom belong, of God belongs to the children or ones such as these. I'd like to challenge us today with a few final thoughts. Can we think of some ways that we as adults might be called to change, repent, come for full circle in relation to both our earthly parenting or even our spiritual parenting? How can we be better equipped to do so? What do we need to hear to change? Matthew's gospel chapter 18 reads, at that time the disciples came to Jesus and they asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called the child whom he put among them and said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And we also remember from Matthew's gospel, chapter 19, the little children were brought to him in order that he may lay his hands on them and to pray. And the disciples spoke sternly to those who had brought them. But Jesus said, let, not, let the little children come to me and do not stop them. For it is such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And he laid his hands on them and he went on his way.
if we hearken back to the end of Luke's passage in chapter two today, it lands Jesus straight back in, in Nazareth in Galilee. But Jesus is eventually on his way back to Jerusalem, back to the place where we began today in the temple. He is on his mission, as are we. So for your, uh, your outventure, for your challenge, what might be in store for you today? Can you use your GPS, which Dan is calling the God positioning us for service, um, your sat nav, can you use that to figure out your next step? We already know the way. It's the way with a capital W. Just like Jesus, we are also on our way home, but know that we are never home alone. I pray that you will be blessed this day and in this Christmas season. Amen.